Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Hey, what the actual fuckers? Hey, what the actual fuckers? It's Bavo. And it's Neil. And we just wanted to pop here before the start of the podcast to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Good tidings we bring. To us and your ding-a-ling. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. Our sacks are full with Christmas joy for you, ladies and gentlemen. And we're full of uh, Christmas sherry and plum pudding. Yes. Uh, So we did just want to say thank you very much to everybody for all your support and uh, listenership and uh, all the other stuff that has been going on uh, in 2018. Without you, we are nothing. Indeed, indeed, that is true. Um, We just want to say thank you very much, everybody. Have a lovely Christmas. Have a happy new year. And we will see you in 2019. Uh, with our plums in hand. Indeed. So go and get... What did you say for me to say? Go and get plum puddings, you fuckers. Go and get plum puddings, you fuckers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. One and all. Hello, this is Curtin, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of this country podcast. Now, first, he's the man designing his own fashion line simply called Len that consists of cornflake-encrusted cardigans and urine-soaked trousers. It's Neil! And they sell well. Hello, pal. <laughs> do they sell well? <laughs> they do, they do. It's, it's nice a... to know that you've come in, you, you know, you, you're, you're, sto- you're, you're wearing I'm, what you stock. I'm modelling my own brand. <laughs> it's wonderful. Smells and everything. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, scratch and stink. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's There's turned everybody off. Yeah. Uh, right, our guest this episode is the editor of You Magazine, co-host of the Is It Just Me podcast, and someone who can answer the burning question, what exactly happened in the mysterious IKEA sideboard incident of 2013? <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe oh, Elvin. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Joe. Joe. Too. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's an honour, yeah. It's an absolute pleasure. Right, we'll start right from the start. We talk to all of our super fans and we ask how you actually find out about this country. Um, well, look, this is, a, it, this is very, very unfeminist of me, but I, I come by all uh, my favourite TV shows and music and films by my husband, who's just like a human... Google of everything coming up. And he was the one who said, oh, this is... And he works at the Telegraph in the culture section. So he was the one who said, well, I think this is supposed to be really, really good and had some sneaky tapes of it. So, yeah. Right. So had he had a... Had he already seen it or had he heard, like, on the grapevine that it was good? I, I think someone at work who writes the TV stuff had said, oh, God, this is hilarious. So we were we were primed. And was that yeah. right back from the first series? Yeah, but I don't want I, that makes I'm not very encyclopedic about it, but I I absolutely adore it every every moment of it. Yeah. Right. So did you did you like watch all of it in one go, or did you watch it weekly? Um, no, we, we we definitely binge watch everything, and then we've been revisiting it lately because my daughter, who's 13, has decided to grow some taste in comedy. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> She's and we're letting her watch it, and she's absolutely obsessed as well. So yeah. So you say that she's growing a taste in comedy. What sort yeah. of comedy was she enjoying before? It's obviously something that you were. Well, I think it's, happy it's with. like I realise it's, it's, it's everything. She's just becoming more adult and and like losing all the little girly things that she. I mean, she still likes Ariana Grande and all that, but then she started playing David Bowie voluntarily. So it's making me feel like. There wasn't a mix-up at hospital. She is mine. <laughs> so you know, because for many years that that was the fear. But now she's um, she loves this country. She binge watches things like The Office and things like that. So we've just reached a golden age where we can all watch television together. Mm. And you're yeah. and you're quite happy. Say she's thirteen. You're quite happy to let her watch things that obviously there's a lot of bad language and uh, sometimes sort of suggestive well, things. You're quite happy. shops and she was like mucking around the kitchen said what is taking daddy so long can you hear me yeah we just can't you just drop that for a second that's fine i said god what is taking daddy so long and this three-year-old sweet little face looked at me and smiled and went is he fucking coming mummy (laughs) (laughs) and i went sorry what and she went is he fucking coming and i went oh oh yeah i think so and it was my husband who said that's you that is (laughs) so she's, she's heard a lot worse in real life than she has on the telly. Yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Are you yeah, that was a really sort of like heartwarmed sigh then, like, oh, lovely tale. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a beautiful anecdote. How, how old was she then, sorry, when she said that? She was three when she said that. Yeah, oh, that's, Im- that's, isn't it? that's impressive. That's impressive language for a three-year-old. I must yeah, admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one time as well she was trying to get my attention and she was like, mummy, 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 and then exasperatedly went, fuck! And then <laughs> as much as we were horrified, we were really impressed with the correct tone and exasperated usage of the word. Yeah. Did you laugh as well, though? Did uh, At that um, point? Yeah, yeah. Um, not in front of her, but it was it was tough. And then the other awful thing I did once is when I was having a fight with her when she was about that age, and when I thought 
she, when her back was turned, I went, oh, I stuck my finger up at her in exasperation. And she turned around just at the point to see it. So, and oh, did she, did she start? The FCC is listening to this. Yeah. Did she start <laughs> copying that hand gesture? No, but she wouldn't, she didn't speak to me for a day. And then I, then, and, and complained to her father that mummy swore at her with her hands. As my husband said to me, what's this about mummy swearing at Evie with her hands? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't think she was going to see that. Yeah. But she was a big cow. So, yeah. <laughs> and he saw my side of it. Yeah. Dear me. So um, you're obviously a very busy businesswoman, if you like, you want to call that. <laughs> when do you actually find time to, to, to watch something like this country? I mean, is it like the end of the night sort of thing with a glass of wine or do you wait till the weekend or...? It tends to be um, like I'm going out for work tonight. I tend to be quite strict about how many nights a week I go out for work. So I'd normally have two nights in the week and we, you know, we really do have no life, guys. We just sort of sit around binge watching stuff that we want to watch. And that's what we do, you know, while sort of like patting the dog. It's right. not very exciting at all. <laughs> but I think that, I don't know, when you do, it, it's really full on at work running a weekly magazine. So I like to go home and just be a bit brain dead and let other people entertain me. So within the series then, Joe, have you got a favourite character or characters? Oh, it's really tough, isn't it? I I do warm to the vicar because he really, really reminds me of a friend of mine, Um, a friend of mine who has just moved to a very small village and is very involved in local activities and sort of governance and, sort of complains to me that it really does attract fussy people, these sort of like council committees, doesn't it? Sort of like not seeing the irony that he is exactly the kind of lovely, sweethearted, fastidious sort of anal person that that sort of thing needs. So and he, and he kind of looks like the vicar as well. Hi, Mark. Sorry. He's hopefully, hopefully Mark's not listening. <laughs> and I'll tell him about it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we're not, we're not going to have anybody listening if everybody you hope isn't listening isn't listening. <laughs> So far, it's like the R- I was going to say the RSPCA, not the RSPCA. Childline. <laughs> Childline. Yeah, no, we don't want to report children to that. We'll have a go at animals But to in be a minute. fair, the vicar's not a bad thing to be compared to, really. To me, he's he's got... A... He's the moral centre of the whole show, exactly. isn't he, the, the vicar? I mean, he's so sweet. He's, he's just got but everybody's... But he does wear very tight trousers, which hints at, you know... Massive bollocks, stuff. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's indeed. Parking back to his boy band days, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> I always hope that they will do a prequel series where what? it's like it's the it's the good guys out on tour or something. It's, oh, oh, they should do be... an album. They should release they... an album. Like 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 lemon like lemonade. Just get Beyonce style. Just drop it onto Spotify with a whole video anthology. Oh, that would be we so did, good, We did have plans. It? We did our first live podcast show back in May, and the plan was that Paul Shahidi was going to turn up just at the end, and we were going to get two guys, sort of 50-something guys, uh, at up. keyboards, and it was going to be the good guys had reformed just to do the song again. Unfortunately, Paul couldn't make it, but that was going to be such a laugh. We could have done that, just get them reforming. Well, I think you should plan that, and then a couple of I'll, I'll get a couple of old birds, and we'll all throw our bras at him on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, can you imagine Paul's yeah. face? <laughs> it writes itself. It, it does. does. It, it absolutely <laughs> does. So, within the series, then series one and two, I know you say you don't sort of judge them, but do you have a favourite series? 
of what you've seen. No, I don't. And I'm I'm all about at the moment the the sort of like the extra one they recently released. And oh, the I can't, what, What's the name of the old guy? I, I honest to God, I was sitting at my desk and somebody put on Twitter just the preview of the show that was going up that night. And when Curtin goes past the old guy and says, "Oh, is that your? Is that your ghost? I see because he's come back from his failed." Euthanasia clinic, and, and I honestly thought I was going to cough up a lung. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur, that absolutely is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was such a, it was just sort of matter of fact as well. You know, exactly. It wasn't even like the one of the big jokes. No, I mean, it's just it's that's what I I find so amazing about it. You can watch it yeah. and find things that you missed the first time. Yeah. It's the fact that Arthur says to me, "He couldn't do it. The veins were too small." Yeah. <laughs> I'm go through with it. So good, so good. Um, we want to talk a little bit more about this country. I want to talk a little bit about um, about what you do as well, because I'm fascinated into what an editor actually does. Because when you look at a magazine, there's so much Going stuff. On, like there? in 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 a magazine, yeah. Are you responsible for like every tiny little bit of what goes into the magazine? Yeah, um, and it's, yeah, fashion, beauty, headlines, intros, everywhere to copy, the captions, the models, the everything, absolutely everything. Yeah. So so the big question is, how do you do that? <laughs> I can't, I can't well, comprehend in my head how you physically do that so that every page is full of something, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? Because I, I think that people who don't do it, that seems to be the thing that is the most daunting is like, how do you come up with enough stuff to do it? And actually, you know, the, the clues in the, the title editor, I, the biggest headache for me is cutting out the stuff. We've always got so many ideas that we want to do, but you've got finite amount of pages and it's crafting it to work out exactly, exactly the right things that you think should, and, and that bring out, oh, I'm holding a, a nasal thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's my stress toy today. Yeah. But, um, but um, and yeah, it's just sort of like working out that balance, and then things go wrong. Like you know, I was supposed to have a cover shoot today, and the person on the cover was sick and had to pull out last minute. So now I've got a big bloody hole on the front page. So there's all of that sort of stuff. And to be honest with you, it's just being old and experienced. You just, it's very little really freaks me out now in terms of stress because I've so many things have gone wrong in so many jobs that I've done. I've lived every possible wrong experience, I think, oh, right. so far. Well, so ne- I hope, anyway. Neil is, av- Neil is available for uh, cover shoots if if you need... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. ...somebody that looks a little bit like Elton John. Well, I'd like... Do you do those cornflakes trousers in a sample size? Because that would be really handy. I'm sure I can um, arrange it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Joe, how many people are sort of... Are there in your team, then, when you do a weekly magazine? I don't know. No, it's uh, no. There's a lot of people. <laughs> when I first started this job, I, it was I've only been here about eight months, and I said, "Let I, you know, let's I'll say something to everyone and address the team." And I felt like I was addressing Wembley. There's a lot of people who go into running a, a weekly magazine, so I've probably got about thirty people in in my who directly report to me. Yeah, and that's not including the photographers who work for us and the freelance writers and all that stuff. So uh, so when you say you've got, like, you walk into a, a new job like that and you've got a new team, is it a bit like a, a new football manager going into a club that you have your own set ways of doing things and they have to adapt to that? Or do you yeah, find out who, like, the... Both. 
it's it's really hard for everybody because I was the new I was it was my first time of being the new girl in nearly 20 years and a lot of people here have worked here that long so it was a real sort of yeah there was there's definitely teething problems and feeling each other out and getting used to each other's ways of doing things and again I I think I swear a lot more than my my predecessor so it's like you know things like that but I don't really swear at anyone I'm not an abusive person but I just like saying curse words. I feel like they take the edge off the day. Yeah. Curse words are yeah. fun. Curse yeah. words are fun. Yeah. yeah. So. so do you really need them, you know? Do you do you stick your finger up at people as well? <laughs> Behind their back. Um, I might I, I, I might um not answer that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what about the the celebrity interviews then, Joe? Who sort of decides which celebrity or what story to go to? Is that ultimately down to you? Yeah, it's it's ultimately down to the celebrity. As well, yeah. <laughs> we all, um, I've got definitely got my wish list and my hit list, and then you've got people who really want to do our cover, and hopefully a lot of the time you all meet on the Venn diagram and want to do it. And, you know, sometimes I want to do somebody, but they don't want to do it now. They want to do it in six months' time. Um, and that is really stressful, actually. I, at Glamour, where I was before, we had 12 covers a year to do, and that was really stressful. Here I've got 52 um, and generally, people like to see a celebrity on them. So it's, um, yeah, it's headaches a go-go. So who's, who is on your wish list then, Jo? Um, oh, you know, Meghan Markle, Beyonce, Madonna, you know, all those C-listers. Yeah. Wish me luck. Never heard of them. Well, I'm sure they listen to this but podcast. I, I have to say, Ke- Kerry Mucklow's up there as well. Is she oh, really? 100%. Absolutely. Well, yeah. you never know. We might be able to make that work. You yeah. never know. Come on, Daisy May. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you yeah. never know. Because um, we noticed on your uh, like your Twitter and your Instagram that you've got you. you there's photographs of you with some very um, big Quite, stars, yeah. Nicole Kidman and Amy Schumer was a couple that we saw. Oh, all my best friends. All yeah. your best friends. <laughs> and is, is there anyone that you have interviewed or that you've met that you've been really sort of starstruck by, or does it become just a? Do you think, oh yeah, now it's Amy Schumer. You just sort of brush it off a little bit. No, I don't, I don't brush it off, but it's, it, to be honest, it's weird. You don't ever truly properly meet that many people in the true sense of the word. It's very handshake, they're there to do a job, you're there to do a job. It's not meaningful right. for either party a lot of the time. On cover shoots and interviews, I'm just grateful if they turn up on time and they want to get the work done. You know, you'd be surprised at the amount of people who turn up late and whinge all the way through it or turn up hungover and all of that. So... When they turn up and they're there to do the job and roll their sleeves up, I love them. But Amy was, um, I mean, the Glamour Awards was amazing. That's where I met a lot of really big stars because they they came into town for that. And Amy was one of those things where we just really enjoyed each other's company and made each other laugh. Um, It's like straight away. She's just really genuine. What you see is what you get. And that was... um, and I think that people prefer the stories where someone's an asshole. Mm. But that was just really a really nice moment for me that she was just as nice as in person as I wanted her to be. You know, right, yeah. right. But have you got to meet many assholes then? Oh, too not many. Like... I mean, yeah, I can't really. I don't want to name them. No, no, of yeah. not. no, no. Mega, mega. Oh my god. Yeah, and and you know what? It's a really inverse ratio. The smaller the star, quite often the more insecure and the bigger nightmare to oh, be honest really? it's like, 
I've normally found like the really huge megastars are the ones that are just amazing. Mm, yeah. I, I thought it'd be the opposite way, to be honest. I, I really well, did. No, they've got less to prove, I think. They're less insecure. They've, they've done it. They don't need to prove it, any, how big they are to anyone. We all know they are. You know, I think that's kind of the equation. Right. And probably one of the reasons why they're as big as they are is because they're giving to the people that they're talking to. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. If you're an ass, the word's going to get out, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been you yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. always giving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I think that, you know, I'll be, I'll be keeping my eye on your ego, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, as soon as I see those fingers going up, then I know that we've made it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just my nasal. Yeah, that's fine. That looks yeah. just as bad as a finger, to be honest. <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying that to you tonight, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> so going back to this country then quickly, you were talking about the aftermath, the special. Did it answer a lot of the questions that you wanted to from the end of series two? Yeah, and I think there was that, you know, that nice, because we were so, are we allowed to talk spoilers? Because some Absolutely, people are, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you just, you really don't know um, what the upshot is, is Carrie going to, you know, take the rap for her dad or not? And that was, and that, that's the thing that it also does so brilliantly, isn't it? It's so, it's absolutely hilarious, but it can be so poignant and heartbreaking at the same time. So, yes, I was very, very pleased about that. And I don't know, it, it's nice that um, Carrie and Martin's current wife have sort of like starting to find that common ground but i mean don't don't take all the fun out of that conflict because it's just too good so mm. but then maybe maybe she'll start a new gang with the kids mm. so you know maybe, maybe that'll be her new posse we have her, said her it before that, that as soon as martin comes back maybe the whole dynamic changes again yeah that that, that, yeah. that um that kerry and uh, sandra uh, both revert back to way they were because martin is a bully and a influencer isn't he he is and and you know what as well as like he's he's almost caricaturish but not there really are that though that, that's genuinely that bigger bellend does exist mm. and i think he's you know they, they've just done it brilliantly i think yeah so where would you like to see them go say because series three uh has been confirmed for next year uh where yeah. would you like to see them go um well i i kind of would love to see um kerry in the workplace in some way. I think that would be quite amazing um, and good fun. She actually, oh, God, I'm really going to get in trouble. She sort of reminds me of my sister. She's got the same sort of anger as my sister. <laughs> there's, an, there's another listener we've lost. That <laughs> What's that? That's another listener we've lost. <laughs> I know, yeah. She's in Australia. Oh, right. Uh, okay. I wonder if they would get, do they, do they show this country there? I think that they would like it, the Aussies. Well, that was the question I was going to ask you is, do you think something like this country will would travel to somewhere like Australia? Because we've been we've been asking the same thing about America. Whether if yeah. they did like an American version, would it work? Or I think you know, I can't can't speak for America, but one hundred percent yes for Australia. And I think that do you guys know um, the guy Chris Lilly who had um, Summer Heights High and We Can Be Heroes? I've he heard that name. Yeah, he did a, a show, a, like a one-off thing where he, I mean, I have lived in a country town that's very much like that Cotswolds village. And it's there's a lot of the same dynamics. There's a lot of the same isolation, a lot of the same sort of like lack of infrastructure, the same loneliness and the same sort of like lack of access to anything if you're not in a city. And I think that, you know, Chris Lilly did this, did this whole thing about these 
kids with nothing to do and their big highlight every week was um, racing a car up and down the, the tired main street of this dusty outback town. It's good, you know, let's go and do manies in the Pulsar again. And that was the big Friday night activity. And it really, re there's definitely parallels there. I think they would love it. And Aussies do tend to love British humour a lot. Mm. Right. So yeah. do you think do you think that this country as it is is would be quite a big hit over there as well? Then not the remake, yeah, but if they the way it is, I think it would absolutely go down a storm. They love anything. They loved um, the Office. They love the thick of it. They you know they love all those shows. Yeah. Mm. And who doesn't love the thick of it? Oh, indeed. I know indeed. it's amazing. I mean, I, I think I'd be. I'm amazed that it hasn't already gone out to australia this country it really should yeah i know i know it's gone to america hasn't it now you can watch it in it's, america it's on hulu in That's america right. yeah yeah because i've heard a few and people do they that... like it the people that i've spoken to like on twitter and stuff say they love it they absolutely yeah. love it there's a there's a dj that works in la on the kevin and bean show well it's bean um actually said that he because he used to live in england when he was very very small uh, but he loves British humour, and he said that it's just typical, like The Office, like you say about The Office. He yeah. absolutely loves it, and he's he's sort of turning people onto it. But I think I, it's I don't want them to I, I don't want them to rip it off and just make it crap. Do you know no. what I mean? That, that's the other thing they'll do. Yeah, that's the problem. I think they need yeah. to take it just as it is and not bother about remaking it. Just make it, just enjoy our version, if or, you like. or just have our version and have a. Um... Sort of like an overlay of the uh, clapping and the wooing and the cheering that American no, you don't sitcoms. Want that. No, <laughs> Every you time don't. Kerry walks into the room, they all go, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's got a catchphrase. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And before it starts, uh, this program was filmed for a live studio That's audience, it. something like that. <laughs> like, like happy days. Uh, right now, your podcast. What what made you uh, want to start a podcast? Um, well, again, um, my husband shoving podcasts on in the car. We, his uh, family lives in Nottingham and we drive up there a lot. And um, I don't know, I just started listening to podcasts years ago. And I was, I actually was inspired twofold by, um, do you guys listen to What the Fuck, Mark Maron? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and I was inspired by just the fact that his podcast took a long time to be successful, but he kept doing it because he loved doing it. And um, the stories that people tell on that about the ups and downs and, and the journey that they've been to, to have success and like not giving up even when there was every reason to have no confidence in keeping going. So, and I just sort of like, I had the idea, we were at Glamour when it started and I knew that a lot of stuff we did at Glamour would lend itself to that sort of format, but I didn't really know how to get going. And then Acast just phoned me out of the blue and said, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? So they helped us get it off the ground. And then when it all happened in, at Glamour and they stopped doing it, the thing that I was most heartbroken about was, oh, what about the podcast? You know, I'd, I'd worked so hard on it. I'd sort of like personally booked all the guests on it. And so I just said to them, can I have it? And they mm -hmm. said yes. So I, I got to take the channel and take the subscribers, just had to change the name. And my pod partner, my pod husband and I, James, well, you know, you, you're in a pod marriage. You know mm, how, how special that is. Um, yeah. And we just we just really love doing it, and it's I don't know it's hard to fit it in around work, um, but like much like yourself, sort of like do it after work, before work, lunch times or whatever. And lo and behold, people still want to keep doing it. So I'm as long as people want to do it, and there's an audience, I'm going to try and keep it going. Mm. It is a, it is a weird passion thing. It is. I mean, yeah. I think I think your podcast is a little bit of a different level to ours, but it's still that thing that. 
uh, that it's something that is just we've never we've been doing it nearly six years now. Yeah, we're coming up six and years, and we've never laughed so much in all the time that we do this. But, but it's weird that it is two or three people in a converted shed just chatting to ourselves, yeah. thinking not even thinking that anybody out there is going to listen to it. And I just wondered whether, with the fact that you probably you, you're let me think if I had to say it. The, the people that you get to be able to be on your podcast are on a different sort of range to us, if you like, and in and, and a different level. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, we've been doing it about two and a half years now. And yeah, it just takes a while, I think. And you've got to keep going. You've got to even, you know, if you have one that's got that you see the numbers and it's had virtually no listeners, the mistake is to go, oh, well, that's failed. You've mm. just got to keep going. And it's mm. the momentum, isn't it, that builds. And it like, is. That's what I love about podcasts is more and more people come to them and they're still there and they're usually pretty timeless. So people can dip in and out of them. And so more people, I'm sure you're the same, more people are discovering us every week. So it just gives you the incentive to keep going. Yeah. And then, you know, occasionally we've, we've scored a big celeb and they're happy to share it and tweet it and that just helps build it all. But I don't know, it's just, I guess it's just a hobby and I really like talking. Yeah. Um, so it's like, and no one can stop me on my podcast, so it's <laughs> no. pretty good. And yeah. you also get, you get to meet lots of cool, cool people, which is one thing that we've always yeah. really enjoyed. You know, the fact that, that Twitter can be a very bad thing, but it's also great for being able to, as we've managed to do with yourself, yeah. is that if it wasn't for things like Twitter and obviously this country, we wouldn't be able to spend a delightful evening chatting to you. That's right. And it's, yeah, and you'd be amazed. What I love as well is that you just never know where the conversation's going to go. Especially with our format, we just talk, we debate stupid topics. And, you know, um, celebrities tell you things about the time they made someone lick we off their foot and stuff like this that they wouldn't have had an interview with the Mail on Sunday, but they tell me on my podcast. It's really fun. Yeah. Dream guest for your podcast then, Joe? Oh, gosh. Um, I've got many, many. Again, it's got to be um, Daisy and Charlie. If you if you can swing that one, I'll love you forever and send you the biggest beauty bag. Um, <laughs> but, um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, what I'm finding, though, is it's not really about the big A-lister or, or not. It's like everybody on that podcast has got amazing stories to tell. And we've had writers on that most of our listeners haven't heard of, but then they've loved what they've had to say. So I'm just, I just want to talk to everyone and everyone on our podcast. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Right. We're going to play a little game before we let oh, you go. No. All right. Uh, we're going to play Kerry or Curtain. I'm going to give you a line of dialogue. You need to tell okay. me if it was Kerry or Curtain. I'm going to fail this miserably, but okay. Everybody says that and right. not everybody does. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Here's number one. I got something in my eye. Um, curtain. No, that was Kerry. Oh, that man. was ve the very last line of the special. That Which was really oh. made me laugh. Yeah. Number two. Now the fish is in the net. I'm not going to keep throwing worms at it. Oh, that's curtain. That was curtain. Well done. <laughs> you got a ding yeah. for that one. Well done. Number three. My theory is that he does, and they just keep it from us. Uh, Kerry. That was Curtain. Oh, I told you I'm going to fail this. <laughs> you haven't failed. You've got one more. How, how many have I got to get to survive? Um, I would uh, normally three out of five is a good is a good score. <laughs> that's, that's about an that, average. Yeah, that, that's more than fifty percent. So, uh, so you're one out of three so far. Number four. No, you can't keep the controllers. 
Curtain. That was Kerry. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> that was when... I when... want a rematch. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, uh... feel the weight of that. Feel the weight honestly. Curtain. That was Kerry as well. Oh, fuck. I thought I was going to double blow. I'm terrible at this. Joe, um, that's not too bad. I have watched one. it, I promise. You got, you got one, look, which is some people have got zero. So, so oh, don't... Really? Yeah, don't worry, absolutely. Yeah. We will again. So we won't. Am I, ne- sort of like, am I going to this country Mensa camp now? So I think what you need to do is just go back and watch the series uh, completely five times, and then in uh, a row that is, and then we'll give you a retest. Is that okay? All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to quit my job and devote myself to this. I'm going to wake yeah. up in the morning. It'll be all over Twitter. It'll be Joe yeah. Alvin quits to concentrate yeah. on this country quiz. Yeah, and and everyone will. I think everyone will. You know, understand that decision. <laughs> Everyone but your husband, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, he might quit as well. Do it in I unison. Get it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth it, you know. Just to, just to get five out of five on that quiz. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth it all. Uh, oh, so, no. Do I do I have to wear a yoke of shame or something now? Um, no, if you've got zero, then possibly. But okay, with one, fine. you're you're yeah. absolutely fine with one. But you're fine. You're fine. I mean, I feel like I, I want to just give you a few more questions so that you can bump your percentage up. No, but, but it might actually just get even more. <laughs> that's the that's the thing I was worried about. <laughs> that's the thing I was worried about. So. Um, so what have you got coming up for yourself? I know that it's it's probably all... Is there a particular times of the month where, or particular times of the week where it's full on for you? Because obviously you have deadlines. Well, Wednesday's and... a press day. And then so like tomorrow is a lull again where we crank it up again. But I'm usually working on about six issues at any one time. So, yeah, it's um, it's crazy. And and will you be working on stuff for the next for the like the following week's issue as well, or do you just yeah you do yeah? So I've got uh, tomorrow will be all sort of like hell for leather, trying to get um, everything done. I've got a last minute cover shoot on Friday. I'll probably have to come in Saturday to get that done because it was all went a bit tits up. Mm. But um, I don't know. I'm just used to it. I don't get scared about deadlines. You don't. Is that is that is that because you've done it for so long now? You just it, yeah. It there's always a solution, even if I just have to put you know. I pin the tail on the donkey on the back page. That's what we'll do. You know, right. do you know what I mean? It's just there's a time it goes to the printers, and that's what happens. So, so yeah. I mean, is there has there been times where you've just had to wing it? Yeah, uh, loads of times. So, what sort of thing do you do then to to wing it? Um, or you, are we allowed to know this? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Actually, sometimes you know, you just sort of like it might be. The um, I, I have actually phoned publicists in the past and said things like, listen, I know I said you so-and-so would never get a cover, but I'm really up shit creek, so if you want a cover, I'm just being honest with you. If they can be here in an hour, they can have the cover. I have done stuff like that. Right. And, um, you know, you just have to. So, yeah. And most of the time people go, brilliant, we'll have the cover, and they're very understanding. Do you ever do that's because th- you have to build relationships with these people. So, do you yeah. ever do things like just put a massive headline for a story that covers, like, half the page? And then just like uh, five lines for the stories. You know what? I'd love to be able to get away with that, but no. Sometimes you do have to be here till midnight writing something, or you know, it's just I don't know. We all do what we do, doesn't it? It's just yeah. And do you get the say wait, wait, if wait. if somebody's written an article that you you read and you think God, I don't like that? Do you do you get to say to them, No, we're not using that. Absolutely, yeah. You have to because otherwise everyone looks at me. So. Mm. I have to be happy with what's in there so that I'm because I'm accountable for it. So yeah, it's always up to me to say sorry. I don't like that. Yeah, fascinating. 
Mm. It's fascinating. It's not really, though, is it? But it, it is. is. I, I still can't work out how how you have the facility to be able to cover every single inch of a page. I mean, how many how many pages is it? It's, it's about it's usually about seventy a week. God, see that? I just I don't. Because I suppose you've got to put adverts and and things like advertisements yeah, and stuff it, like that. It in. is like having homework every week. It is like being at school and like you've got an essay due. It's like that. Yeah. Right. And do, do you, how do you switch off then? How, is it just is that just by doing it for so many years? Uh, maybe I don't know, but I don't switch off. Like you know, I saw um, a friend of mine put a, a post about um, a, a very personal view about alcohol free drinks on instagram last night and i read it i was just like oh my god there's a really good story in this you just can't stop thinking that way yeah uh, but i i love that so maybe hopefully that means i'm in the right job do you know what i mean oh, so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah yeah so i love i love that everything is a potential idea so yeah so have you done the christmas one have you you, you know what oh, you're doing I've, for got, I've got several christmas ones on the go at the well moment. i have an idea why don't you do a this country one for christmas <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Just, I'm, yeah. I'm desperate to do stuff on this country for the next series. So, because I think that it was, um, it's one of those things, it's really hard when things are brand new, but now I think there's such an awareness that everybody wants to get on board and talk about it and get excited about it. So I really want to do loads for them on mm. series three. Absolutely, because you could have a fashion piece at TK Maxx. Well, you can. I mean, wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? <laughs> wouldn't that, it? Awesome, but you've got to get there on the right day. Absolutely. So. Well done. <laughs> see, see, that's fan knowledge right there. Look, see, <laughs> only this country fans would get that joke. Mm. That's the... I actually think that was my favourite episode. So yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It is a great episode. It is excellent. Well, Joe, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's been awesome. Thank you. How jolly can I come back? Absolutely, you Always, can. Always, yeah. Well, you have to because you've got to do some revising to be better on the yeah, quiz. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But Shame on me. What we'll do yeah. is once the third series has been and gone, we will contact you again, and I think we can then chat about the third series I and think see what so, you what you think, and then obviously you'll have done all your this country stuff uh, for the magazine, and we can and have some input. I, I on am that. coming to your potential shed in the Cotswolds. You oh, have to welcome or any time. You have to. We'll let you know when our next live show is. Um, well, we've got one next week which is sold out unfortunately but we'll let you know when the third one is and um and come along to that and come and throw yeah, you with your sold out show well know. you know it, it's you know it's that nothing wonderful. <laughs> but we've got yeah it's going to be a lot of fun it is a week um, Friday. A week Friday as we're recording this. This, yeah. uh, this will be going out in the future. When yeah, it Merry already... Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait. Well, good luck with that one. Thank you very thank much. You, and thank you very much and uh, for spending some time with us, like I said. Thank um, you. Lovely to meet you. It's lovely to meet you too. I feel so but... modern. I've never done a Skype and a podcast at the same time. There you go. There you Always go. moving forward. Joe, yeah. tell us how people can find your podcast and where they should look. And we, Thank you very much. We are on iTunes and Acast. It's called Is It Just Me? Um, and this week, who have we got on this week? Shit, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... It's only one of my best friends. It's um, Dorno Porter. <laughs> That's yeah. like literally one of my best friends. Sorry, Dawn. So yeah, and she's and we um, she was very hungover, so it's quite fun. Yeah. Wonderful. Should look forward to yeah. that one. 
That's great. Thank you very much again, Joe. Yes, thank uh, you, Neil, Joe. do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping? Yes, absolutely. Well, you can find all of our stuff on all the social 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 media sites: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all the gubbins. Um, you can email us at wtafthiscountry at hotmail dot com. We're um, Patreon. Uh, Patreon, of course. Uh, yeah, we've got it? some wonderful uh, cast-signed bits and pieces. Uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF. All the information, all the merch, all the other bits and pieces and gubbins, as you just said. Gubbins. Uh, at the website, which is WTAFpodcast.com. Well done. Well done indeed. Thank you once again, Joe. Yes, thank it's you, Joe. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Bye! Bye. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, everyone. Now go and get plumbed, you fuckers. <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.